0: Episode eight of Taekwondo: the Shame Chronicles. I'm Kyle,
1: and I'm Melanie, and we're joined once again by our unofficial third host, Josh.
0: Hello. Hey, Josh. Um, welcome back again. Uh, I'll probably stop saying that after this episode,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: since you seem to be a permanent fixture now. Um, guys, I wanted to uh, to start off this week's podcast and just talk about um, my my new favorite phrase. Uh, that I've never actually used before, <laughs> but uh but I hear it occasionally, and it's uh it's probably one of my favorite things of all time, and that is uh it's the phrase that says um you know I'm lousy with something, uh-huh to mean that I have like way too many of something right right are you guys so you guys are familiar with this phrase yeah, I've heard it, I've heard it, yeah. So, like, uh we could say something like, we're lousy with podcast episodes at this point, mm-hmm. being number eight. Yeah, definitely. Uh You guys don't seem to be as amused as I am
2: <laughs> by this phrase.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember
3: you- where where I heard that the first time, I don't know. Is- Isn't it-,
1: it kind of a British thing? Or is
0: it not? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, so here's my question, I guess. Is this the same spelling of the word lousy to mean like something bad?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Or is this like lousy as in like you have lice, like lousy? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I've never thought of that before.
0: <laughs> is there an extra e in that? In lousy. Uh, probably. I really have no idea how to spell. I don't think "lousy" is a word. I know "d-louse" is a word. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So you guys really don't think that this is like one of the funniest <laughs> things you've ever heard?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it probably depends on what your what your what the thing is that you're lousy with.
0: Uh. So normally it's referring to something good, right? Like, um. Like, it could be Halloween, and you could have, like, a bag full of candy, and you could be like, uh, you know, I have so much candy. I'm lousy with candy.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so I would think it was hilarious if a five-year-old said it. <laughs> like a little kid in a Halloween costume, and they were totally serious. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny.
0: (laughs) I just like the idea of uh, specifically saying it like that, like, I'm lousy with candy. Right. (laughs) Because you can totally take it the other way to mean, right, like, I'm terrible with candy. Like, I don't know what to do with candy. (laughs) Right. Like, give me some candy, give me some candy, and this situation is going to be totally awkward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or like, uh, if you have a bunch of kids, and you're like, I'm lousy with kids. And then people will be like, why do you have so many then? <laughs>
0: uh, when you really just mean that you have, like, a baker's dozen of kids. Yeah, pretty much.
3: Or it could be used the other direction, where you say I, I'm lousy with kids, meaning, you know, I'm horrible with kids. And they're like, well, why do you have so
0: many? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that wasn't, that wasn't as long as I thought we would be talking about that. <laughs> I don't really know what I was expecting uh, with that conversation <laughs> starter, uh, other than, I guess I just want to finish off by saying that I think that that's funny, and I think more people should use it to mean, uh, you know, I have, I have too much of something, too much of something awesome.
3: Yeah. I agree with that. I think it's got a lot of potential, um, depending on the situation.
1: Did you just hear it for the first time recently, or is it something you'd heard before?
0: No, I, this is something that I've heard maybe like five times over the past two or three years. So it is, uh-huh. I guess, relatively recently. Um But every time I hear it, I think that it's hilarious. Maybe if more people said it, I wouldn't find it as funny. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's like just the circles that I run with would never think to use that word. I don't know. Maybe you guys are inundated with that word like on a daily basis.
1: <laughs> well, probably not on a daily basis, but...
0: Well, we do live on a border, so...
1: That's true.
3: Uh not probably not the right order for that to be an issue. <laughs> probably
1: not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that there are too many Mexicans say they're lousy with things.
3: Uh, I do. It, it could be used, you know, if you if you use it to mean the a lot of something, and then someone thought you were that uh, you were insulting them, that could be funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you're lousy with kids. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> uh, you could say something like. uh we're lousy with immigration problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except, except I guess that would mean that you would, immigration problems are good. I guess it doesn't have to mean that it's a good thing, right? It could just mean yeah, that right. a lot of something. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's not spend any more time on this. <laughs> um, last time, uh, during our break, uh, before we were going to have like a three hour epic long podcast, Um, we, uh, we sort of tabled some things for, uh, for this week, and for the listeners out there, uh, the reason why we're a little bit unprepared is because I'm going to be on vacation this weekend, and so we're recording this, like, four days early. Literally three days after we recorded the last one, so, um, if it feels like I'm grasping for straws, that's exactly what's happening.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think that, a a decent podcast takes a solid six days to put together,
0: so... (laughs) Yeah, well, normally is really asking a lot, <clears throat> normally, I spend like half of half of the day on Sunday before we talk coming up with ideas yeah. uh but today, I literally just got off work, and I'm uh too much of a procrastinator to do it, you know before the day that we're gonna record so yeah, um, sure. so let's talk about one of those things that we tabled last time, uh and that that is Melanie, you mentioned that you had a math dream and <laughs> and before. Uh, before you start uh, telling us what this dream was about, you asked me to write down three things to help you remember it.
2: <laughs> right.
0: And uh, the numbering is important <laughs> on these <laughs> on these three things, uh, as I came to find out while you were explaining this to me. Uh, but here they are. Number one, what's going on? Number three, are you okay? And number eight... <laughs> Have you ever been in love?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. So yeah, I had this. I I had this dream that uh, it was it was definitely one of those dreams that like it sort of like um, morphs into other things as it's happening. But it began with me teaching an English class, and a student came up to me after class and was like, um, "Hey." I got this really weird math problem. Can you help me with it? And I was like, well, I'm not that great at math, but, you know, I'll take a look. And so the student hands me a piece of paper with no instructions, and it just has two columns. And on one side uh, is, like, a bunch of numbers and, like, 32.3 and like stuff like that. And then on the other side are what appear to be word problems. Um, and there's, like, 20 of them on each side. And, uh, and so the word problems were like legit word problems, like about trains going in different directions and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know how to answer these questions exactly, but it seems to me that the numbers on the left side are the answers to the questions on the right side. And so we sort of figured that out. And then, um, and then I was like, well, I could probably help you. And so I started like trying to do these math problems with this girl. And then it sort of turns into, like, I'm the one doing all the math problems for my own class. Like, I was a student again. And <laughs> so the the word problems on the right side were, like, they sort of changed from having, like, legitimate-sounding word problems to <laughs> the ones that you just read. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, like, the first question <laughs> was um, was whatever you just said. What's going uh, on? What's going on? Yeah. But... Uh, you can't just answer that. Like, you're supposed to put a number as uh, right. the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it sort of turned into sort of like a puzzle where you had to figure out which questions to answer first because then those would lead to, uh, they would sort of give you, or they would at least narrow down the answers for the other questions and then you could sort of like figure out, eventually you were supposed to be able to figure out all of the answers that way. Right. Um. And so I worked on it for a really long time and I was really frustrated. Um, but then it turned out that, like, this was related to a movie that the class had watched as well where there was this dude and he, he was, like, an older guy and he was having marital problems with his wife. And um, and so the questions, like like, the assignment wasn't given so that you knew that it was related to the movie. But then, like, I rewatched the movie and I was like, oh, my gosh, all these questions are there. <laughs> and, um, and so you're supposed to be able to figure out the answers, sort of like in conjunction with rewatching the movie. <laughs> um, and it was the guy, it was, um, Richard Dreyfuss, <laughs> was the, was the, the male character. <laughs> um, and it also had something to do with like the background music. So when it's like, what's going on, there's like a song in the background, and it has like clues for answering the question. Um, like, number clues. I don't know.
0: <laughs> like, uh, like one is the loneliest number, or something like that? Well, it wasn't like,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't like you were supposed to, like, I was a genius, first of all. Sure, of course. And so I was able to interpret from purely the sound of the music <laughs> what the answers were.
0: Like, maybe you were able to determine, like, the beats per minute, or, like, the timing, or something?
1: Yeah, it was, like, something like that. <laughs> or I was like, oh, this is a classical piece from Whatever year by whatever composer, and then was able to like (laughs) plug in those things as, as, uh, as like symbols for something or or whatever. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so (laughs) I eventually answered all of the, all 20 whatever questions there were. Um, and also, uh, one of the questions was like, it was like four times the square root of eight. It was like one of the easiest ones because you could just do it on a calculator. Um, (laughs) But in my dream, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'll just use a calculator. But you know, like, your mind while you're dreaming isn't using a calculator. Like, <laughs> you think you're using a calculator for your dreams, but. <laughs>
0: did your, did your, did your, uh, mind your dream mind just, like, grinds to a halt when you push the enter button.
1: (laughs) It was weird. It was like there was a pause. It was like my brain was acknowledging the fact that, like, no, no, you're not actually using a calculator
3: right now. And And you're actually not a genius when it comes to math.
1: Yes. And it came up with something like 162. (laughs) And I was like, must be right.
0: (laughs) Well, that kind of thing happens to me in dreams sometimes, where, like, uh, like, I'm supposed to be like using a computer or something, right? And obviously there's no computer in my dream, but my mind is making up sort of the the reaction to my input. Yeah. And you you always just take it as as fact as like this is a real computer like in your dream. So Right. Uh like do you remember that movie um ROMEO and MICHELLE's high school reunion?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where uh, <laughs> uh Oh, what is her name? Um Phoebe from Lisa, Friends.
1: Lisa Kudrow.
0: Yeah, Lisa Kudrow has that dream, where she goes to the high school reunion and then gives like the chemical formula for uh,
2: right.
0: for Post-it notes for the glue. <laughs> yeah, for the glue. <laughs> and then like in real life, when they when she's at the uh, the thing, she's trying to remember what it is from her dream, and she has like no idea.
2: Yeah. Oh, that movie is so great. <laughs>
1: Oh, um, but, so, so I eventually answered all the questions, right? And then, um, but then it, it sort of morphed again into this other thing where, uh, so I was like, I was like one of the students who like answered all the questions. And then there was like a new batch of students who were going to get them. And, um, and I was like, I had some friends who were those students who were about to get the questions. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to help them so they don't have to go through what I went through. And then somebody else was like, "Why would you do that? You should make it harder for them." And um, and so <laughs> I decided that I would uh, I would sort of like let them struggle for a while, and then I would tell them that the only the only three questions they really needed to answer were one, three, and eight, <laughs> 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 which which was what turned out to be true. Like all the other questions were just to help you get to the answers for those three. <laughs> but then but, but then by telling them that, they still wouldn't have been able to answer them. So I don't really know how that was going to help them. Um, <laughs> but I decided to like mess with them. And I was like, oh, yeah, but you have to be sure that all of your answers are gender neutral. And, um, <laughs> and the way that I was going to make them do that was that they had to cross-dress while answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, nobody would have seen it. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was pretty weird. And then, like, a rainstorm came. And so we they were like, oh, we're not interested in answering these questions anymore. <laughs> and then I, like, I woke up after that.
0: <laughs> they weren't interested because it was raining?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was about to tell them. It was funny. It was, like, it was all sunny. And I was sort of, like, making them cross-dress and was sort of teasing them and stuff. And then it was like got really dark and a rainstorm was coming. And I was like, okay, guys, before it rains, you just have to answer one, three, and eight. And they were like, no, we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) They like just left. (laughs) But it it kind of reminded me of um, the research class that Josh and I took in our English master's program. Um, And uh, maybe Josh can talk a little bit about that. Since I've already been talking for a long time, but, um, but yeah, we had this like research, uh, project that we had to do at the end of the semester, um, and it kind of made everybody a little bit crazy. Maybe Josh can talk about it.
3: Well, it actually turned out, um, to not be that dramatic, I think, right. in a lot of ways. Um, but our professor compared it to this movie, uh, called The Paper Chase, um, where it was, which is about these law students uh, and they're trying to like sort of sabotage each other. Um, so that only one of them gets the answer and that kind of thing. But they, we had problem sets basically. And then we had to, uh, find the answers to those questions. And there were like, basically, I think we all had different sets of problems, but some of the questions were the same questions. So you would have, you know, different people would have the same, have to answer the same questions. Um, and he was talking about basically people going into the library, and if you found the answer first uh then hiding the the books that that people <laughs> needed in order to answer that question.
1: It was funny, like and I think no. that it had happened in the past I think our year uh they didn't, there wasn't much of that that happened during our no. our class
3: no but I think people, people actually helped uh helped each other out.
1: Yeah, but like people would like (laughs) shelve the book in the wrong place or um, I don't think anybody like damaged the books or anything, but they would just like hide them so you couldn't find them. But then other people would actually put like an arrow in the margin and be like, (laughs) question number, whatever. (laughs) and would like point to the (laughs) answer. Yeah,
3: you could kind of like most of the books that we were looking at in order to answer these questions were books that no one ever looks at in the library. So you could sort of tell, like, if something had been dog-eared, I'm going to go to that page, because yeah. uh, clearly there's something there. <laughs> I will say, in uh, Melanie's dream, that when she first told me about it, what she said was, uh, what's the square root of eight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing. I got up and I immediately went to my computer. <laughs> yeah i mean i knew that my answer had been wrong (laughs) but i was just trying to see what the real answer would have been
3: (laughs) yeah i was kind of distracted when you were telling the rest of the dream because i was like well i think it's this and then
0: i kept trying to check myself in my head (laughs) Uh, i can tell you that it is less than eight so your answer of 120 something (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of reasons that that's
3: wrong. <laughs> yeah, 4 times the square root of
1: 8 is definitely going to be smaller than 4 times 8. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, okay. I was going to ask something else, but um, I think I understand now. I was going to ask how this was related to your dream, how, the, how this class was related to your dream, but I think maybe I understand with the questions part.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... You- <laughs> I'm going yeah, uh, to cut all this out. <laughs> this, is, this is all going into the trash can. <laughs> Everything we've been doing for the past 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm serious about cutting this out, though. <laughs> um, let's take a break. <laughs> and uh, you guys have been listening to Taekwondo at The Shame Chronicles. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. Um Over the break, uh, Melanie, we were talking a little bit about, um, a couple of things that you guys did the other day. Um, one of those was, uh, you guys watched the movie 21 Jump Street. You want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Um, so what happened was I, I like to see movies, um, and especially knowing that a baby's on the way, I am like trying to see as many movies in the theater now as I can. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And so I, I looked up what was playing last Friday, and there was, like, nothing um, except for 21 Jump Street, <laughs> which I probably wouldn't have gone to see otherwise. Um, but it looked like the only thing that was potentially possibly funny. So, um, So, yeah, so I was, like, Josh was working on his thesis, for one thing. Um, but, but I didn't want to go see the movie by myself. So I kind of made him go with me. Um, and I just have to say that this movie turned out to be a lot better than I expected it to be.
0: (laughs) So Uh, better, better, like in an intentional way or in an accidental way.
1: Well, like I thought it was just going to, like Josh said to me, Oh, I bet all the funny stuff was in the preview. Right. Uh Um, that was not true. The whole thing was actually really funny. And even for the first, like, five or ten minutes, I was, like, sort of, like, oh, I'm not going to laugh at this. You know, like, you feel like you're better than everybody else there who, like, really wanted to see that movie. <laughs> 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 and you only kind of wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, for the first, like, five to ten minutes, I was sort of, like, I'm not going to laugh at this. But I could not help it. And then I thought, there's no way they can sustain this. Um, but it was just a really funny movie. I thought it was hilarious. And people should see it cuz it's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was all pretty good. All right. Uh so I mean, what kind of what kind of humor is it? So like when I saw the preview, the first thing I thought of was that movie uh about some kind of mall cop. Um, oh. It's, <laughs> with no. Seth Rogen. Uh, uh Oh, that mall cop movie. Oh, yeah, oh, not okay. actually called Mall Cop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that movie, so I can't say. I really don't know. But, um, but it was written, I think Jonah Hill actually wrote it or co wrote it or something. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of his. Like, I, I've never really, like, I don't have any strong feelings one way or the other about him, I guess. Um, but, he he was really funny as an actor in the movie, and if he wrote it alone, like I think he said he wrote it over like five years, from like twenty three to twenty eight or whatever. because mm. um, I it, just saw. It's a, movie.
3: Uh, sorry, it's a uh, branch calm. I think is is the classification. Uh, where it's you know.
0: So is watch. it like? is it like in the same vein as like a uh, super bad or uh yeah uh like uh well, what's that <laughs> this is the this is the the point in the show where everyone realizes <laughs> that i don't know the names of movies or actors <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm thinking of the movie you know that night where it's before your wedding <laughs>
2: and... the hangover <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, I mean, it's probably... oh man, it's been a
0: long day uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess parts of it are sort of similar to that
2: it um, is
3: it's more um it is it has a an element of parody to it also yeah like it's it's kind of making fun of the teen drama that twenty one jump street was kind of a part of,
1: yeah, I will say um, that there are a lot of uh like suck my dick jokes. <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> That's the there was a home. lot of that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and a lot of um humping people. <laughs>
2: but, sure.
3: Uh...
0: <laughs> like dry humping?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. like like uh it with yep. another dude um to emasculate him. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Any any like teabagging? I mean <laughs> Yep. Yeah, a little bit. But also, it was dry teabagging. Also, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> like the the video game version of teabagging. Yeah, basically, somebody played a lot of uh, Halo or Call of Duty, <laughs> and then wrote a movie uh, where they could pretend to be cops and then do that to people. Yeah, yeah, but there
1: right. was a there was a heartwarming story of friendship at its heart.
3: <laughs> there was, yeah. No.
1: I mean, I was surprised. There were actual, like, it was kind of tender parts of it.
3: Also, uh, um, Channing Tatum did not take his shirt off.
1: He didn't for the whole movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> were you disappointed?
1: Well, I was actually bit. really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, not that that should be the movie where finally Channing Tatum doesn't have to take his shirt off. but like
3: <laughs> It was kind he of plays- groundbreaking, though.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit. He, like, his character in the movie starts out where he's obviously, like, the good-looking one, and he's, but he's kind of dumb. Um, but through some circumstances early on in the movie, he ends up faking that he's this, like, nerdy kid. And so he ends up hanging out with these other nerdy kids. Um, and so he's, like, not the heartthrob at all in the movie. Like, he's just, like, hanging out with these, like, science kids. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pretty great. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. There's this element um of the movie that I thought was pretty funny that uh that like they go, they're going back to high school, you know, as the premise as undercover cops, but they've been gone. It's supposed to be 2012, they've been gone like 7 years from high school. And so what they expect to be cool isn't actually cool anymore, like people not trying <laughs> and that kind of thing. They're like that's Channing Tatum's character is like, you know, I'll, I'll show you how to be cool, because I know. But everything he knows is wrong, because now kids are like, man, why are you trying to destroy the environment? And, <laughs> well, why aren't you into
0: activism?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
3: pretty
1: funny. Oh, and also, it has James Franco's brother in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he had a brother.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dave Franco. I didn't
0: Franco. <laughs> da- Dave oh, Franco? So. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Dirk. <laughs>
1: no, not Dirk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you cut somebody uh, off. Yeah, that, that's Josh. fine.
3: That's fine. I uh, I was just going to say that you don't have to know he has a brother because as soon as you see him you'll think that guy is kind of James Franco. <laughs> when you they have like the
0: same voice, they have the same yeah. sort of speech pattern
1: and the same smile for the part.
0: Do they I mean, so does uh Dirk Franco look like he's high <laughs> all the time? Yeah. He
1: kind of yeah, he has a little bit of that eye thing.
0: He was also a drug dealer. So
1: like. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> so it fit the part. He could have just been yeah. acting. <laughs> it could have been acting, which is the it's the case with James
3: Franco too, right? <laughs> well, yeah. He could just be acting.
0: <laughs> it's like uh some sort of like Heisenberg principle. <laughs> uh you never know if he's if he's really acting or not. Uh Yeah. Although I guess the problem is when you observe him, you you should know, but that's the opposite of uh, James Franco. Um, there was another movie I saw somewhat recently that I thought was just going to be like um, a comedy, but it ended up having a sort of uh, tender moment in it, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Zombieland. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen this oh, yeah. movie? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, the part with um, uh, <laughs> another actor Not- whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Not Michael Sarah, I think is who you're talking about. Right?
1: Jesse Eisenberg?
0: No, yeah. I'm talking about... Um, no. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh there's the whole I think at this point probably we're beyond the point where uh we're spoiling this movie for people, at least I'm hoping we are. Um I won't I won't spoil the, the actual thing, but you know the part where he's sort of explaining like why he hates zombies so much? Uh and it does like a little flashback montage to where he's like giving his dog a bath. Uh, oh yeah, it's got all the bubble bath stuff, and then that part comes back later on in the movie, and I think that's kind of a, a heavy hitter moment. Mm. At least I, I thought so. Maybe. Well.
1: <laughs> well, I don't remember it very well. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> it
0: uh, well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it for everyone then. Um, <laughs> so early on, whenever uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character meets Woody Harrelson's character. Um, Woody Harrelson is sort of explaining, like, uh, why he hates the zombies so much and why he's, like, fighting to kill them or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and it does this flashback to, like, like, still framed images set to, like, music where he's, like, having fun with his, like, little (laughs) lapdog.
2: Um,
0: and then later on in the movie, it does another flashback, uh, I don't remember why it does a flashback, but it does another flashback and, uh, all of the images of him having fun with his dog is actually him having fun with his son. Right, Um, yeah. I remember that now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was was touching. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's move on from movies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We should just talk about the plot points of every movie we know. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a new segment. Or a continuation of a segment that we've started a long time ago. (laughs) Um, Melanie, you mentioned that uh, on the same day that you saw 21 Jump Street, that you uh, bought some clothes.
1: Yeah. um, So I'm, I guess this was, what, a week ago, so I was about 19 weeks along. um, And it's gotten to the point now where I can't really wear the clothes I've been wearing. Um, And I've sort of put off buying maternity clothes for a long time because Uh, it just seems like, well, for one thing, the sizing is very confusing, um, because you're supposed to buy the size that you were before you got pregnant, um, but then they have, like, also different sizing where they combine two sizes into one size and things like that.
0: Wait, Um, so. So it's
1: very confusing.
0: I have a question. Is this the, the sizing where you have to, um, you know, wear the same size that you were before? Mm -hmm. Does it have any kind of, like, where you know your your current size or whatever size you were at six months or at four months or is it like a one size fits all
1: well i don't consider myself an expert but from what i have observed it's kind of a one size thing and then i guess if you get really big maybe you just jump up to the next size i don't really know um but it seems like you're supposed to grow into them like, they're supposed to last for, like, the whole last half of your pregnancy for the most part. So, because they are uh usually, like, the part... I guess it's assuming that you haven't gained weight except for baby weight. Okay. So, it's possible that you could gain enough weight during your pregnancy that you would need to be a, another size. But not because your stomach is so much bigger from the baby. <laughs> but probably because your, like, thighs are bigger or something. <laughs> So
0: uh, is uh, is most of the uh, the baby weight like accumulated in one area or does it sort of spread out a little bit?
1: Well, so, I mean, obviously,
0: most of it's sort of in the stomach area, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that some people carry their weight a little differently. I mean, some of it is like you have more fluid and so parts of your body maybe may swell and things like that. But like. But for the most part, yeah, like if you're eating healthily and you're exercising and stuff and you're not gaining extra weight besides what you need to be gaining, um, then really you should you should not be getting a whole lot bigger anywhere else. Or except except for like well, you guys are dudes, but like except for like <laughs> your chest. I mean you can't really help that. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I I was really not looking forward to doing this because I don't particularly enjoy shopping that much anyway, but I didn't want to order things online and then be really disappointed when they came and didn't fit me. So, uh, so I decided to go to the mall, um, and go to this maternity store that they have here. And, but I really didn't want to go by myself, so... Not only did I make Josh go shopping with me, but I made him go sit in a maternity store. <laughs> um, which is probably not the kindest thing to do. But <laughs> so it's not
3: uh, its not that different from clothes shopping anywhere else, really. Um, the packaging on stuff is different, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't like a lingerie store and you're just a dude sitting in there. Because like yeah. for the most of the time, like I'm in another room trying things on, so he would just be sitting there by himself, uh, which could look weird, I guess <laughs> um,
3: but yeah. Uh, yeah but
0: I, I embrace that so. <laughs> <laughs> so so I would find that a little bit uh awkward because um no offense Melanie, but I find it a little bit awkward when I'm in the same room as a pregnant person <laughs> <laughs> and so and so. <laughs> <laughs> to be in a room with like you know everyone there is pregnant except for like the husbands if if they got dragged into it um mm-hmm. I don't know how i would i wouldn't know how to act i guess i mean i have a i have a hard time knowing how to act in normal social- social situations, <laughs> but when there's a pregnant woman involved, it's like um maybe this is partially because um Lauren and I don't want kids mm-hmm. uh but you guys can hear my dogs right? <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> they get upset when I talk about a uh, pregnant woman <laughs> uh, Give me a second, and I will try to calm okay. them down.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> uh
0: okay i'm back <laughs> um yeah so rory uh i think you were talking about me being awkward around pregnant yeah. people mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um i don't know what the reason is for this um i certainly understand uh why people want to have kids that's not that's not the issue it's right. more of like, uh, I don't, I can't, it's hard for me to put myself in the, in the position that they're in, I guess, that you guys w- would be in, of like, right. having an impending baby. And so, <laughs> uh, like, like knowing what to talk about, like, that would be, like, really weird for me. And I guess if you're, like, in a maternity <laughs> store and you're a guy and you're just sort of sitting around, um, I also feel like, me, I, f- I feel a little bit awkward, sort of, looking at people that are pregnant, um, <laughs> because I feel like, uh, I don't know. It, it almost feels like even just by glancing, it feels like I'm ogling somehow. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is gonna, this is gonna make me sound like a, <laughs> a really awesome human being <laughs> by the time we're done. <laughs> um, I don't know what the best way to explain this is like uh it's sort of like when uh when a girl's boobs are just like totally pushing way out of her shirt um <laughs> uh-huh. like like a skin tight shirt yeah uh I kind of feel like the same way like like a skin tight shirt on like the midsection even if a girl isn't pregnant um I wouldn't just stare at that but when I'm looking at a pregnant person, that's like all you look at is the the baby bump right, <laughs> right. so it, it's hard for me to like divorce that uh that like feeling of like awkwardness like I would never just stare at somebody's midsection right. um in normal life but, but if somebody's pregnant, pregnant, pregnant make you <laughs> yeah well, it's not like they make me, but I do feel like there's an expectation to look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like to be polite
0: <laughs> yeah like to acknowledge that they're pregnant like I would be happy just going along talking to somebody not worrying if they're pregnant or not but with it just sticking out there it's hard to hard to not notice that so
1: <laughs> well at least you sound like you're not the kind of person who just touches someone's stomach <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that and is, that's uh, a good thing <laughs> yeah. oh man that that totally that like almost makes me start sweating just thinking about that <laughs> Like for I mean maybe for starters, the problem is that I'm not the type of person that will just start a conversation with someone uh randomly right. so um or even with people that I know <laughs> uh i I mean I guess I will start it, start the occasional conversation with people I know, but normally I'm not the one to start it. I will be the one who continues talking and uh but in and the situation. Yeah, if some. (laughs) That happens a lot. Normally I'll be the last one to say something. Uh, And it's not because I like to have the last word. Um, It's just because the thing I said was so, like, incomprehensible to the other person (laughs) that the conversation just naturally dies there. Um, But yeah, I can't imagine just, uh, without somebody asking me to do this, just touching somebody's pregnant belly. Yeah. Has that happened to you?
1: No, not yet. Um, we have one friend who, <laughs> she's very eager for that day to come, I think. <laughs> when, uh, when I will okay it. <laughs> but there's not really anything to feel at the moment. Um, like, I can feel the baby move, but if you put your hand on the outside, you can't feel anything. So, other than just feeling a bump, uh, you don't get to feel anything cool yet. So,
0: so the baby's um, not like kicking yet.
1: Well, it's still so little that you can't really feel it on the outside. Sure. Um, so when it gets a little bigger, that'll happen. But, um, but yeah, our friend is she's but she's she's aware that people don't like randomly to be touched. <laughs> so she's like, just let me know when it's okay.
0: <laughs> I feel like that, Which like the fine. the person who wants to randomly touch. Uh, a pregnant woman's belly without especially like strangers yeah uh, that kind of person i think has like some sort of weird emotional problems <laughs> um, or or some sort of like fetish that that they think it's okay uh for this one specific situation to sort of let that fetish out of their um, right their guilty conscience or whatever to just uh to let that past their super ego That impulse. (laughs) Uh, People are
1: weird about babies. I mean I I can say I have never ever had the impulse to touch somebody's stomach for any (laughs) reason.
0: (laughs) Like, okay, so as a guy, if I if I had a baby uh inside me, this is a (laughs) hypothetical. Right. Um as a guy, I think guys uh really like to share the weird things that are happening with their bodies. Uh-huh. Um and so as a guy I would totally want people to just come up and touch my stomach. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> but but guys are weird that way. Like uh like when I had a shaved head, I also wanted people to come up and rub my shaved head.
3: Right.
0: Uh, Whereas like I think if um like a girl shaved her head, she probably wouldn't want people to come up and and start rubbing that.
1: Yeah, maybe. I can't think of any part of my body I've ever wanted random people to come up and touch. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) so, so Josh, how did, how did this, uh, maternity, maternity shopping make you feel? (laughs) Um, well, I, I had a
3: similar experience to what you feel like you would experience in some ways. (laughs) Um, it wasn't actually that crowded, so that w- it wasn't like full of pregnant women.
0: Um It was but, it wasn't lousy with pregnant women. It wasn't <laughs> kind of lousy with pregnant women, correct.
3: <laughs> um, but all like all, um a lot of it's, you know dresses and shirts and stuff like that, but there is uh like lingerie stuff or like other there's like a belt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like a weight belt, but it's for your stomach, um, to sort of, you know, like take
0: some of the pressure off of your back
3: or something like that. Um,
0: okay. So, so is we'll it like ahead. a, is it sort of like a, um, cummerbund? Yeah. Or is it, or is bit. it closer to a weight belt where it's like a real thick, uh... No,
1: it's like elasticy. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's elastic. It doesn't buckle or anything. But the
3: purpose it's is... Sort of,
0: it's, between it's a comfort a, bun and weight belt. It, but it it serves a functional purpose and not like an aesthetic purpose, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um,
3: but the stuff like that, um, you know, it's,
0: it's in a package and then
3: it's going to have a pregnant woman on the front of it, generally naked or near naked, showing you the product. And so at that I feel like I always have that, um, sort of, where do I look <laughs> situation. <laughs> The same as, uh, in in any, like, if you're walking through lingerie at Target or something, it's like, I don't know, where am I supposed to put my eyes? Because there are, like, breasts everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that, that part's a little bit weird.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, where, where do I look? And I think the problem for me is that I'm, uh, I'm an introvert, and so I tend to look down at people's feet.
3: Mm -hmm. But
0: if you look down at a pregnant woman's foot, uh, or feet, um, (laughs) It's going to hit belly first, or at least it's <laughs> going to be in the periphery because it just kind of protrudes, right? So at that point, like my only real option is to like look above them, which <laughs> is really weird, or to just like look directly into their eyes and never break eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> which also, again, is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, and I can't ever decide on which is weirder. So I think normally what I end up doing is sort of moving. This is gonna. This is like way worse. But I end up moving from like feet up to eyes and then back down to feet and then back up to eyes. <laughs> it looks like I'm just like sizing them up and down <laughs> uh, so and so that's the whole reason why I feel awkward around a pregnant woman like if If anybody is out there and and you are pregnant or were pregnant at one time and I was there and it seemed like I wasn't paying attention to you at all, it's just because I didn't want to make things awkward. <laughs>
1: well i mean i don't look that pregnant right now sure i feel like you could look at me
0: (laughs) yeah well i I think that would be different because i'd know you right um so i think that like the next time we hang out if if that happens to be sometime before you actually give birth um i feel like that wouldn't be awkward it's just like the acquaintances or strangers uh, yeah. that I feel like this would be a problem for me.
1: Yeah. I can see that.
0: So, Josh, is there any sort of uh, jealousy as far as, like, the comfort of these clothes? Because I know Melanie's been posting on <laughs> Facebook about how these clothes are literally, like, the best thing ever. They are. Yeah,
3: I, uh... I, she, well, part of it is because she breaks about it all the time. You know? <laughs> So it's, I think she wants me to be jealous of them. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they're pretty fantastic. Um, As far as I can tell, I haven't tried anything on. (laughs) I've been, uh, I've been warned by multiple people not to do that. So Um, yeah, they have, you know, like pants. Uh, They don't have like the, the top of the pants, which I think for me is a, it's never something that's entirely comfortable. They just turn into like this elastic, stretchy material that seems to just hug you
0: <laughs> um so there's so, no like there's no like waistband. it's just right, yeah, it's huh. like a waistband, but it's like a foot um
3: in width, and so it's totally distributed okay across so your, it, uh, it's your sort stomach
0: of, it hangs on by friction and not from like a three point hanging position like normal clothes do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like if you cut your pants if you cut the waist of your pants off below where the belt loops are. Uh huh. And then you sewed in this really thin, stretchy, breathable elastic that can go up to like your rib cage. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> but so it's the- so-
0: the the, the waistband part, goes above the the belly.
1: Yeah, it but can, but
0: you can also fold it down if you don't like that.
1: Yeah, you can wear it lower. Um, but the the elastic part of it is so stretchy that I mean, literally, you could wear it for your whole pregnancy unless you just got huge. I think. Um, so it's that stretchy. It's like stretchy enough to accommodate you from barely showing to like right before you give birth
0: we could uh we could probably do a whole podcast on um the types of clothes that i wore in junior high and high school (laughs) but but this is really appealing to my (laughs) the the comfort uh uh i don't know what you want to call it the comfort impulse in me uh Mm -hmm. like i didn't really wear uh like blue jeans until i got into college yeah Um, so, pretty much everything that you've posted on Facebook about having maternity clothes makes (laughs) me, makes me want that. (laughs) Makes me, makes me want it to, uh, be, uh, you know, acceptable for me to walk around in, like, sweatpants (laughs) and, like, a giant shirt that just kind of drapes over me.
1: Yeah, I've been, I wear dresses like they're shirts, um, and just, like, leggings or, uh, or these pants that have no waistband. Um, and they're pretty great. Uh, the other cool um, kind of pants I got are... They're called like below the belly pants. And this is like every fat kid's dream. <laughs> 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 For this to be acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> they... Okay, so they uh, they sit below your belly. Which means they sit like... For girls that wear, like, um, bikini underwear, that's, like, the top of your underwear would be the top of these pants, pretty much. Um, but because they don't, like, when you're sitting, you don't want elastic even, like, that low because it just gets uncomfortable. So rather than having, like, a thick elastic band or anything, they just, like, I don't even know how they stay up. They don't, I mean, they have a little bit of elasticity to them. But there's not like a thick elastic band that goes all the way around. So they just, they like weigh nothing and they sit below your stomach and they just stay there. And they're like wearing thin, soft pajama pants all day. (laughs) And they are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I probably Uh, won't go back to my regular wardrobe (laughs) after I have the baby.
3: (laughs) I don't see any reason to. I mean... (laughs) And for a lot of them, you can't even really tell, like, that they're maternity pants. Yeah. Um, the jeans like, some really of the shirts, they're sort of, you know, they're built in a way that's like, hey, this is maternity, but a lot of the clothes aren't. Yeah. But I, feel I don't like... think
0: they make them for guys. <laughs> Except for maybe uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Junior. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: right. um, I feel like what you just described about uh, wearing these and then not wanting to ever go back, I think that might be one of the reasons why a lot of women just have like 12 kids <laughs> just like one right after the other so that they don't ever have to go back to wearing uncomfortable like fashionable clothing
1: right well you know some moms are like they wear like high heels and wear maternity pencil skirts and pantsuits and stuff and i'm like what are you doing <laughs>
0: you're doing it you're wrong. Doing wrong yeah
3: <laughs> <clears throat> Like uh, okay. No one, no one told them the uh, the benefits of being pregnant.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't have to dress that way anymore. I mean, I know society yeah. wants you to dress that way, but when you when you're pregnant, it's like a get out of jail free card. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: okay, we're gonna take a break. Um, we've been we've been doing this segment for like thirty minutes now. So, uh, you guys are listening to Taekwondo: at The Shame Chronicles. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. Josh, you've you've mentioned uh last time uh while we were discussing you know, potential podcast segments um that you are going to be uh applying for a job and um you have a phone interview that you're going to be doing. Uh um, Right. And so I was hoping that, you know, just to help you prepare a little bit that maybe uh we could do a little bit of role playing, you know, just to just to get you a little bit prepared for for the the day that you have to do the interview, okay, so okay. Um, so in this scenario, Melanie and I uh, I think are gonna play the role of the interviewers. Um, we'll be sort of tag teaming the the interview um, and then and then you can just uh, you know answer as if you're you're really trying to get the job, okay. Okay, Um, so let's let's start this off. uh, You know, like a normal phone phone interview would. Um, And so here goes. Ring, 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 Uh, ring. Are you calling me or am I calling you? I'm I'm
3: (laughs) calling. This is how my actual phone interview is going to go. By the way. Um, uh yeah, you're I...
0: you calling me, that would make the most sense. Yeah, I'm calling you. That's why I'm okay. making the phone noises with my mouth. Yeah. it also makes sense. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's try I this. Get, Let's try a... this again. You character. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh okay. Ring 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 ring. Hello. Ring ring. Uh hello. Uh may I speak to to Josh please? This is me hey josh um i understand that uh that you're applying for uh a tenure track position for uh an instructor position at our college um is that correct right, right. yeah yeah okay Tenure-track. Um, okay before we uh before we get started um do you understand that uh that this is for an english instructing position english yeah okay I mean you definitely sound English um right uh have you considered uh applying for one of our spanish uh instructing positions because we have we have a lot of openings there okay um, you think my chances would be better in spanish <laughs> uh well Let's not get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, let's okay. let's try to get to know you a little bit better. You have to uh, you have to speak Spanish to teach Spanish. We prefer it. Um, okay. Okay. It's not a strict requirement. I mean, it's not a it's not a prerequisite for the position. Um, right. There's a little bit of uh, on the job training uh, that happens beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. So. And is that in Spanish? Uh. Well, no. We actually do all of our on the job training in French. So, All right. so, so, do you speak French? No. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make a little mark here on your resume. I mean, I could, I could maybe learn to speak French, um, um,
3: or Spanish. I don't know.
1: You seem a little eager. Would you say you're a little eager?
3: Eager like a beaver, right? No, uh, eager. Would you say eager is a good thing? Um i'm excited yeah. right i'm uh, i'm uh motivated uh i want the job right yeah. is that eager, though is it eager?
0: well so we like we like people here to be self motivated um okay. we prefer we prefer people who can just come in here and start working. Uh, you know, without any help, right off the bat, you know, except for the, the on the job training that we do in French, um, right. to start off with. Um, so, but do you understand that the, the English position is, uh, you know, you're gonna be teaching students, um, you know, how to write or, or how to, uh, how to analyze literature that's written in English and that you don't actually need to have, um, you don't need to be an English person. For this job,
3: <clears throat> uh, r- yeah, right.
0: Teaching English, right. Writing English, uh, and and that that doesn't necessarily mean that you know an English person who is writing or or reading things or teaching.
3: Yeah, well, I get the point, but wouldn't you say that um, some individual person you might describe as english would be better qualified to teach english uh I mean, well i mean that's sort of like I don't spanish if- right i'm not actually going to apply for the spanish
0: job because i'm not spanish <laughs> uh well we don't we don't discriminate based on race here so um okay, it doesn't right. it, it doesn't really matter if you're spanish or or english or whatever but we That's do know. we do expect you to know the subject that you're teaching so do you have right. any experience other than being an english person
3: right i speak english
0: <clears throat>
3: a um i write in english b and uh yeah no i've been to school right in school we learn about reading, writing, uh arithmetic and um and I do my own writing, uh self start my own writing,
0: motivate my own writing, and then uh I can teach that. Okay, I see on your resume um here that you went to school and you graduated from uh Englishton University um mm-hmm. in English, in great English-tin, britain englishton oh i'm sorry i we we pronounce words differently here in, in america yeah. yeah tell me about it um can you just tell me a little bit more about the school that you went to the school in, in englishton yeah englishton university okay yeah it's small um At
3: uni, you know, uh, you don't take a lot of classes, but but you take small classes. No, that's not right. You take a lot of classes, but they're small classes, and they add up to uh, big education, right? So, Englishton is like a small, like a hamlet. Uh, And all the uh, students, it's like people from all over come in uh, to learn to learn things and then the professors teach them things right and it's in like all different subjects right like reading and like writing arithmetic anything really um, um, and it's great right so like I am um, I'm going to interrupt here. you here for okay. a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, are you familiar with the concept of accreditation? Accreditation. Yeah, because I, tr- I, I tried to do a little bit of research on uh, Englishton University, mm-hmm. and um, I found a website website that looks like maybe it was you know hastily put together, um, you know, in about three hours last night. Um, okay. And it mentions some of the things that you're talking about where they teach uh, you know, writing, reading, arithmetic. Right, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They teach you. And then the last bullet was was anything really. Um, right. Yeah, anything. Anything a little
1: suspicious.
0: Yeah. This I'm, is what
1: we're saying.
3: Yeah, I'm suspicious. Like, why do you even want to go look at it? If it's a university, why do you need to look at a website, right? Like, well,
0: I, I mean, I'd, I'd just like to try to find out a little more information, um, you know, about the each applicant's past, uh, each applicant's history, to make sure yeah. that they're going to be a good fit for our university. Well, at your
3: university, you want to teach things, right, to the students, and that's what we do. That's what I do. I don't know what you do. But here's, okay, here's the deal. Accreditation who does who gets the credit
0: and who gives the credit right uh yeah i yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not certain that i follow completely are you giving me like a who watches the watchman type scenario here right watchman um i haven't seen
3: that one but yeah all right, Melanie. Who's got their eyes on your eyes if you're looking on the website?
0: That's uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, you know, I'm going to make another note here on on your resume, uh, Melanie. Do you want to do you want to take over the interview for a second?
1: Well, I have a question. Um, right.
3: You sound sweet.
1: Since you would be teaching our students, theoretically, if you were to get this job, um, you would be teaching them writing.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: How would you have them spell things like flavor and color?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, why
3: uh, worry about spelling when you've got spell check? So, for me, in the classroom, uh, um, it doesn't matter so much what words you're gonna spell, uh, rightly, wrongly, in between, I don't know. It, it's the meaning, right? You gotta get to the meaning of what you're getting at. And, uh, if you spell flavor, savor, behavior, uh, In one way, as long as I know what the word is, then I think that's what matters, right? Content. That's, it's not the dressing up,
0: uh, with like the right letters. It's what you're trying to say. So are you saying that, um, when you're teaching, you Mm. are going to be just showing like your, your word processor document? With a spell check,
3: to the students.
0: Yeah, or or are you saying that you're not going to have you're not going to have any written notes? You're just gonna you're just gonna talk to them.
3: You you well, like handwritten, or like a typewriter, or like a word word
0: processor. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's that's what I said. So those first two options if you if you were in a situation where you had to hand write something or use a mm. typewriter to write to type something out how would right. how would you spell that word that Melanie said flavor flavor yeah I would never use that
3: word I mean listen to it right flavor why would I can't see why I'd use that in a classroom. Maybe uh taste that's a good word. T A S T E taste. But flavour. I, I don't know. Could you just real
0: quickly pronounce the word aluminum? That is this for science? Um, I thought this was English. We have a we have a policy where um
3: You, you said know, for- you don't
0: dis- what go ahead go ahead I'm, so yeah. so in our freshman our freshman english classes which uh which you'd be starting off with um right. we have uh we have a policy where we don't give them desks um what we do is we right. take the bleachers from the football stadium and okay. we just stick those in the in the room that you'll be teaching um, right. but it's but it's important for the for you to let the students know that those are made of aluminum um they're not made of wood No. Uh no, they're
3: aluminum. Bleachers that are made of metal but not wood.
0: Yeah, this is America, um you know, home of Right,
3: yeah, no, I got that.
0: I got that. Home of the metal bleacher.
3: Yeah. So, students, we're gonna walk in, sit on the bleachers. I'm sorry they're not wood, but this is America. So I'm sorry they're cold. But that's because they're made of metal,
0: so you would never say the word aluminum.
3: I don't see the point. It's not a science class, right? It's but English.
0: So, so the reason I'm asking is because they need to know that they're magnets, which is also a standard issue for for freshmen, uh, incoming freshmen. Magnets, yeah, magnets. Um, you know, it helps to keep uh, you know to keep your uh, your blood flowing in the right direction. Um, there's also a mandatory alternative health, uh, health class that we have to, we force them to go to. So. Obamacare.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, we're gonna, basically, we're gonna have, uh, you know, 5,000 freshmen walking around the school with magnets in their pockets. And when they sit oh, down. 5,000 in a class. One class. Well, well, not in, not in one class. In one class, you'd be looking at more like, uh, maybe 300.
3: 300.
0: Um, yeah, too- but, well, is that going to be a problem for you? Three hundred. It seems like a lot, right? Four well, I mean, class. well, I mean, you're only going to be teaching uh, probably that one class, uh, okay? Yeah. And we'll we'll pay you for that one that one one hour class as well. And one then one you know, hour. Yeah. One hundred students. How much per student? Well, we don't like to we don't like to discuss the money aspect in the first All interview. Right. Do you Uh, even
1: really want this job, sir?
0: Yeah, eager, right? Motivated. um, -motivated,
3: Self-motivated. Self-started to uh, apply for the job. Why would I send in an application if uh, if I don't want the job? I want to teach them.
1: You can't tell, sir, if you're being sarcastic or not.
3: Uh, About the teaching?
1: Well, the accent's really throwing me off.
3: I mean... Well they what's um put on the other fellow he said we don't discriminate right, okay, so yeah, accent, no accent, we don't shouldn't make any uh bother,
1: but I really can't tell if you're uh I can't tell if you're being serious or
3: not all right let me let me put this out there, okay, um students, be careful of your magnets um. Because the pleachers are metal but they don't have a charge, so it's okay. I don't I don't see why that's uh sarcasm so much as uh just wanting to find out the details, right? Because we come from different places, I wanna teach them and I don't know what you guys are doing. Do you wanna teach them? and if so do we teach in the same way right
1: i feel like maybe i uh maybe you wouldn't sound as sarcastic or condescending if you spoke in a could you speak in a different accent maybe um maybe a like a russian accent can you do that for me
3: is it this is english though right
1: yes but i'm just saying for the purpose of the interview if you could if you could maybe change the way you talk, and then I would feel better.
3: Okay. Are you Russian? No. Are your parents? No. All right. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know how you do things, but um, what a, if, if you want, I, I want a job. Eager. So you know, it's your interview is it? Next, next question.
1: So then you, you won't do a Russian accent. Uh, I
3: I'll do my best, but I gotta you gotta think about it, right? So, yeah, yeah, all right. And uh, you can go ahead whenever you're ready, and I'll I'll be ready in Russian. Okay. Ru- Russian, Russian, like that
1: um so sir what would you tell your students on the first day what
3: about german would german work
1: uh yeah we could try german
3: like eins zwei drei like that right german german
1: uh yeah that'll work for me so <clears throat> what would oh. you tell your students on the first day once they have settled into the aluminum seating and handle their magnets. Um, how would you how would you teach them for the first class?
3: Welcome to English. Here we will teach you English writing, composition, and reading. You'll be doing lots of reading. Um, Three hundred students each. Five, five will pass. Um, no, five will get As, twenty-five Bs, Cs and Ds. The rest, two fail. If you don't like it, you take another class because they don't pay me
0: by the student. Uh, that was that was actually a pretty good um, pretty good German accent. Would you say that you're good at accents? Nine. Um okay, I'm gonna ask you a couple of quick hitters, and I want you to just uh answer these questions as quickly as possible. okay, you ready this is yeah. this is to find out a little more about your personality um, and it's it's also um a legally binding psych evaluation okay here here goes um what's your favorite color uh as quickly as possible, please blue. What's your favorite number? Three. Uh, what's your mom's name? Uh, Susan. How do you say aluminum? Uh, l- l- aluminum Ha! I knew it! I knew He's it! He's an imposter! You, you limey bastard! Uh, it's, uh, it's German. Say this in German, yeah? No, they- Germ- uh the german language is is a monster language they don't even have a word for aluminum their word for aluminum is hell so so clearly I mean melanie I don't know what you think but but I think that this isn't this isn't gonna work out for anyone you're gonna either you're gonna either teach our children uh, how to mispronounce words real uh patriotic American words like aluminum um, or you're going to teach them that the word aluminum is pronounced hell, which as a God fearing American of this great country, uh, I just can't stand for that. Melanie, what do you think?
1: No, no, I can't stand for that either.
0: What about, what about Australian?
3: Uh, they, how do they say that word? And, and would
0: that make a difference? Uh, mm-hmm. the Australians are basically many limey bastards. I don't know about that. I mean... Can you say... uh, Can you say Foster's? Foster's? Can you say... Uh, Beer. Can can you say cheese fries, please? (laughs) Uh,
3: So... Why why would you say cheese fries in
0: in Australia? They don't eat cheese fries. Because I've been to an Outback, sir. And I know that, that this bloom is one of
3: Bloomin' onion. That's a bloomin' onion.
0: This is the first thing that they teach you on the beer coaster uh in an outback is that cheese fries please is pronounced cheese Froys please. So so Cheese Froys please. Like that. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. Anyway, I think this interview is over. Melanie, do you agree?
1: Yeah, I got bored I, a long time ago.
0: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have this conversation with somebody who uh who needed America to save them, you know, back in the big one. So uh so it was nice talking to you, Josh. Um and we will not be talking to you further. Thanks. All right, I'll call you then. Alright, goodbye. Please don't Click. call us. Click. I already hung up, Melanie. It's it's fine. It's over. okay we I think that went well, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, we hung up on you.
0: You clicked it. Okay. Click. <laughs> and up. that's a dial tone. Yeah. And scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, but that was a thing. That was something. <laughs> so, so, Josh, let me ask you something. Do you feel more prepared for your phone interview now? Yeah, I think I'm going to not go with the accent. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Glad that we've arrived at
0: that conclusion. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a really good idea, because really I think that you're going to get, um, they're going to get hung up on the idea of you pronouncing and spelling words incorrectly. Yeah.
3: I think it's too big of a risk. <laughs> yeah. Um, to say to put use in words where they don't belong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and add, add like a P and an E to shop. Yeah. Shop is, shop. yeah, or, or the word through. Uh, is like seven seven letters too long. Or uh literature. i have to say <laughs> literature all
3: the time.
1: <laughs> Josh, and do then, you remember um how to how to speak like Middle English or old English?
3: Uh I remember a little bit from uh the, the uh, Canterbury Tales prologue.
1: You like remember enough to recite it?
2: Uh yeah probably Can you
1: do it real quick?
2: Um
3: Yeah Uh let's see it's like doing uh, in the accent I assume Yeah yeah <clears throat> Uh this is from the the prologue to the Canterbury Tales Uh one that April, with its soest soda, the draught of Mars had perched to the road and bothered every vine and sweet liqueur of which vertu engender it was the floor <laughs> uh, when one zephyrus ache with sweet breath in spirit hath in every holt and hearth the tender cropus and the youngest son and small phallus uh, mac melodia. <laughs>
0: That's slapping all the nicht with open ear. You're just and then, you're just a dialect machine.
3: <laughs> that's actually not just straight um, Middle English accent, but like
0: as if you're telling a story,
2: right? Right.
3: <laughs> it's
0: it's, it's different. Dramatic. It's different based on context, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like when you're cooking dinner and you're like reading the ingredients list off to your loved one, <laughs> it's a completely different accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I had to
3: memorize that, and Melanie would not let me do it in her presence. So it's super I... annoying. <laughs> I had to go find my own little quiet space to <laughs> recite.
1: <laughs> well, it's very distracting to be sitting in the living room, and then all of a sudden Josh starts speaking that way,
0: without any <laughs> warning.
1: You... Yeah, and you can't stop listening to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well and to properly recite you really need to enunciate and project and be loud and that probably didn't help either. <clears throat> so uh
0: well, Josh, I, I hope you feel like you're a little more prepared for your phone interview. Um This I I don't know I mean I'm assuming that you're gonna get the job and so we won't really need to, to practice uh anymore after this. Mm-hmm but i still think that it could uh it could be something that we might you know help our listeners out with if they have phone interviews or maybe not even phone interviews but some other kind of interview um uh but so this, <laughs> this might be uh this might be something that we bring back you know just as just as a way to help our listeners out
3: yeah and um i mean there's a pretty good chance i won't get the job either so there's
0: always that Uh, the most important thing is confidence, so, um, I would just, just forget you said that part. (laughs) You should, you should go into it like you've already gotten the job. It just, you know, in the the middle of it, just walk out and go to the coffee machine, get some coffee, and then come back in. (laughs) uh, where's my, who took my parking space? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is going to make a lot of sense over the phone, too. (laughs) Um guys, I just wanted to uh before we wrap up the show, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the haiku contest that we're having. Um if you have listened to the past uh I don't know, like five episodes or so, (laughs) uh we've been talking about haikus um and potentially uh having a contest. And we started the contest three episodes ago. Um and I just want to express my my disappointment um in the fact that only one person. (laughs) Thank you, Rory. uh that only one person has emailed us any haikus um i think she just doesn't like it when i say one person nope. <laughs> oh i was expecting it again. um <laughs> only one only one person has sent us uh haikus um and so far <laughs> it's like that's what it <laughs> so far that makes uh that makes steven the sort of uh default winner unless somebody else uh steps up and sends something in um, as I mentioned, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to send us a voice message. You don't have to record a voice message. You can just send us an email. It's, uh, it's as easy as that. The email address is shamechronicles at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to the website shamechronicles.com. All the contact information is there. The, the prizes that we mentioned last time are, are fabulous, one-of-a-kind prizes. You won't find these anywhere. And I promise, uh, the, the printed out, uh, web pages Will be suitable for framing. Um,
4: <laughs>
0: you can you can hang that right on your wall uh, next to your diploma. You know, mm-hmm. right behind your um, your bowling trophies. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is something that uh, in 30 years you could put on eBay and it's going to be a collector's item. So uh, the other thing, I mean, the grand prize, the signed book. Uh, obviously, that um, that's the one of a kind thing that you you can't find anywhere. So. <laughs> Um, it's a book autographed by somebody who's not the author. Um,
1: Yeah, and how often do you get one of those?
0: Pretty much never. I haven't had one in a while, I don't think. Yeah, Yeah, the last last time I can think uh, of uh, when I got a book that was autographed by people that wasn't the author was a yearbook. Uh, And that was autographed (laughs) by people that probably are not going to be famous. So.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and also we're going to personalize each of us is going to personalize a haiku in this book so send in your haiku Uh, if you win you're going to get a book if you don't win the grand prize you have a really good chance of getting a printed out webpage that's suitable for framing
3: you should especially submit if uh, your first middle and last names have five seven and five syllables
2: (laughs) this would be really (laughs) long (laughs) long, wrong (laughs)
3: names yeah, but it would make the personalization a lot easier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if your first and last name is five syllables, then we could, you know That's something just yeah. do the first yeah. the first two lines. Um okay, so so we're gonna wrap up the show. Please, please, please send us your haikus. Uh you can also send us suggestions for any of the other segments we have, such as the impression segment, send us uh send us something that we should do an impersonation of. Um the uh the verses segment you can russian. send us a topic <laughs> yeah uh as you heard not russian i think Melanie's the only one who can do a russian accent and um apparently people uh say that it's not good so <laughs> <laughs> this <They're just> is jealous <laughs> Uh so yeah if you want to hear us make an ass of ourselves uh even more than we normally do um send us crazy crazy zany ideas and we will definitely do them. Um okay I think that's going to wrap up the show. Uh thank you all for listening um and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
4: Thank you.